Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. Back at it again. Another beautiful day. Another beautiful Thursday night. Uh, The Bears. My Chicago Bears. My guy, Matt Nagy. Big win. Huge win against Tampa Bay. Uh, Pretty good Thursday night game. I mean, I was was pretty glued. I, I don't know about you. Obviously, we'll dive into that. You know, Brady... The Bears, Khalil Mack uh, off the top, and then a ton of, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some thoughts on the injuries around the league. I kind of had an epiphany, a little theory. Carson Wentz, uh, some stuff just, I, I noticed with Jalen Hurts, I have a theory there. We'll do three for the money. And then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag, at John Middlecoff, is the Instagram slide up in those DMs. Also, I have something to say. The podcast next week is not going to be on Collins' feed. If you want to listen to this podcast, I know a lot of you do, subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. I, I obviously have an Apple iPhone. That's where I listen to it. If you listen on Spotify, I think we're on every single platform. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just go to subscribe to the individual 3 and Out feed with me. It's separate from Colin's feed. So if you want to start next week, it's just not going to show up. So you're going to need to go subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. That's key. Go do that. Right now, before you forget, 
because you'll be looking next week and be like, where is it? And it won't be there on Tuesday. So three and out podcast next week. Nothing's really changing. You'll find out more, but just go subscribe to the podcast. Do that. Subscribe to the podcast, three and out. If, you, if you're an iTunes user, if you're a Spotify user, wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, I don't even know what that is, but I, I think people listen to there. Uh, also, if you like, leave a little review. You know, I won't complain. I know a lot of you have. Greatly appreciate that. But let's start with the Thursday night game. And let's just start. I mean, he's the most famous player, I'd say, in NFL history. We consider him the greatest player of all time. And he made, you know, what a lot of great players do. Joe Montana ended up playing in Kansas City. Michael Jordan played on the Wizards. The, the you know, it, I've been told, I didn't see this, Willie Mays played on the Mets. A lot of great players don't finish their career with the team they start their career with. This one was a little weird because they had been having so much success, even a down year last year with Brady. We, we've hammered on every single angle with the breakup. But one thing he was getting involved in the moment he went to Tampa, and Tampa's got a lot of players, right? Even O.J. Howard towards Achilles, not even that big a deal. They got Evans. They got little Scotty Miller. Godwin will come back from a hamstring injury. Their running backs are good. Like, their offensive weaponry is really good. That's not going to be an issue. But Bruce Arians, you know, listen, I'm a Bruce Arians fan, but he runs a loosey-goosey ship. He likes his guy guys right kind of on edge. And when you're right on edge, sometimes you go over that edge. Tonight, they had 11 penalties for 109 yards. Like, one thing with Bruce Arians' teams, they're not going to be the most buttoned-up operation right? They kind of freewheel it. It works though. It, it really works. But Tom Brady, you know, is coming from the most buttoned up operation, I don't know, in the, uh, in sports history with the Patriots, right? They, when you think the Patriots, you think rarely screw up, limited penalties. Their guys are just on point because at any moment, Belichick will cut you. It's not a, it's the opposite of loosey-goosey. Right now, I'm not. What Arians does works. He's had nothing but success success since he came into the, uh, you know, into the league, and I, I think this is just a dramatic change for Tom. And obviously, the thing that goes viral is Tom screaming. I love it when guys scream. I I I, I like that environment. Maybe because I worked in football, I was used to getting screamed at. Hell, for the first 18 years of my life, when I lived at home, screamed at every day. Uh, even once I left how, my, my house, probably all through my 20s, you know, I was always getting calls, getting screamed at. So, I mean, I, I, I'm used to a contentious environment. I, I, I like it a little edgy. Tom thrives, and I'm not Tom Brady. Tom thrives in that environment. The problem, though, is he can scream all he wants. That's not going to change the culture of the penalties. And the penalties and just the operation is going to be something that somewhat defines Tampa Bay. And one reason and a huge point of difference over the years, because this is not basketball. The Patriots were not kicking everyone's ass always, right? Think how many games, just close your eyes and think of their games just over the last decade that came down to the final minutes, either in the regular season to help them get one and two seeds or in the playoffs to win playoff games. The, the, the difference at the top when you're playing the elite teams is a play here, a play there, is... It cost the Chiefs a couple years ago when D4 jumped off sides. It was the difference in the game. Penalties make a huge issue. And just thinking big picture, like winning or losing this game is not going to dictate the success of Tampa. Tampa's going to be good. They're going to win a ton of games. Now, Vita Vea, the big guy from Washington, I mean, I, as of, I hope he didn't break his ankle because he is a huge part of that defense. You can't run on him. So you got to pass, and they got some pass rushers. 
But I, I, I do think Tom, like, bro, you, you, this is what you left. This is most of the NFL. Like, most of the NFL is not some buttoned-up operation. That's penalties. It's kind of craziness. It's a couple tackles that can't block. Like, you can scream at Donovan Smith or the rookie right tackle. Like, I, I got news for you, Tom. That's Khalil fucking Mack. They gave him $100 million or $90 million guaranteed. He's one of the best pass rushers, you know, of his generation. He's one of the best players of the last 10 years. Like, they ain't going to block him. So I don't know what you're screaming at him for. And even though I don't blame you for being mad, but Dante Skarnecki ain't walking through that door. Bruce Arians likes doing these deep drop back passes. And like we've said on this show from the beginning, there's going to be a learning process. It's not going to happen overnight. He's used to a specific way of doing things in New England. You come to Arians, it's completely different. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. It works. Like, not everyone's meant to handle that, right? It's just, it's just a fact. There, there are some things that are going to be allowed in Tampa that Tom it's, it might make Tom kind of uncomfortable. That doesn't mean, like, they could easily win the NFC. And they still might be able to overcome all these penalties and issues throughout the year because they're going to be more talented. But I, I do think there's going to be a learning curve of Tom, like, this is kind of what you signed up for, you know? Like, you can say what you want. They had limited weapons, all this stuff. You had the best coach and the best operation and the best culture in league history, arguably. So anywhere you leave was going to be, you know, somewhat of a, of a huge step back in that realm, regardless if you quote-unquote upgraded talent. Because, yeah, Mike Evans, in theory, when Godwin comes back, even older Gronk, Bright, Miller, that's a really good lineup. I, I, Ronald Jones is coming into his own. Leonard Fournette's a solid player, but this is it, Tom. Like, I mean, welcome to the NFL. Uh, and, and I think on the flip side, now listen, I'm biased. Matt Nagy's my guy. I, I was rooting for the Bears tonight. Uh, to me, the, the biggest separation in their game tonight, and I think this guy, you know, I, I watched every snap of Khalil Mack's Raider career, those first four years, and he was one of the best players I'd ever seen. He was an unstoppable force. And then that first year with Chicago, he was everything that they had thought they were getting, right? They traded those first-round picks. They gave him all that cash. Like, anytime you invest, like I always say it, I have no problem paying a premium for a premium. I actually stole that from Jerry Jones, but I got no problem paying great players premium elite money. I'll, I'll do that. I'll pay Russell Wilson huge money till the cows come home. I'll pay Aaron Donald huge money till the cows come home. I'll, George Kittle, what do you want? I'll pay my blue chip elite guys elite money because what? They'll stay elite. I don't like paying average elite money. And the Bears gave elite money to an elite player. Last year, I thought he was underwhelming. Now, it could have been the situation. Trubisky sucks. Their offense stunk. Whatever. His effort. He just wasn't the same guy. Early this season, I thought he was playing a little bit better. But that tonight is the Khalil Mack I know. Getting constant pressure, multiple sacks, basically saying, none of you scrubs are fucking blocking me. You don't have a chance on God's green earth to stop this guy. All night long, I'm going to be in Tom's ass. And he was. And it was driving Tom nuts. And the thing with the Bears, if Khalil can dominate like that, they have so many other good defensive linemen with Hicks and the other guys they rotate to get constant pressure. Then they have two good linebackers and good DBs. Their defense should be a top five defense. And it, it showed flash tonight like it kind of was. Because when he plays like that, it takes him to a whole nother level. Aaron Donald makes a pretty average defense, like above average because he takes over. But he takes over basically every week. 
Every time you watch him, you feel his presence. Sometimes you don't feel Khalil Mack. Part of that, he's getting double teams. It's not always his fault. And there's just, it, it's got to be tiring to just be that relentless. But you saw tonight, he, he kind of flipped the switch. The guy that once upon a time was an all-pro at multiple positions. The guy once upon a time that looked like he was headed straight for Canton, Ohio. And when the Bears get that level of version, their offense just needs to be decent. They couldn't run the ball tonight. Well, the Tampa Bay's, as they were saying on the broadcast, arguably the best run defense, you know, in recent memory. You can't run the ball on them. Now, that might change if the big fella's out. But they got legitimate wide receivers. Like, Allen Robinson is a stud. Montgomery is an excellent catcher of the ball out of the backfield. Miller's solid. Patterson is a unique chess piece. If Foles just is a game manager, think Alex Smith with the Chiefs, they'll be fine because their defense is really good. They're already fine because they're 4-1. and one. You At 4-1, and one, you're just already in position to be a 9-10 win team. Like, you've kind of, you've set yourself up. It's like you've given yourself a head start. 4-1, and one, like, what do you, what's that? It's five games, so of the last 11, they could, they go 6-5. and five, They're a 10-6 team. They go 5-6. and six, They're a 9-7 team. And that's probably competing to get that seventh wild card spot. So they're in great position. Their defense, as long as Mac stays healthy. But if they can get that back, when they play the Packers, when they play good teams, they're going to be in good shape. Because every time they step on the field, when he plays like that, he's the best player on the field. Like you watch the game tonight, he was the best player on the field. And they paid a premium for him. They traded all those assets. And they hadn't seen that guy in a little bit. But you get that guy... And listen, it's easier to play like that when you're playing the GOAT, when you're on Thursday Night Football, and there's probably 15-plus million people watching you. Hell, once the Yankee game ends, probably even more. That I I, I hope to see, because I'm a huge Khalil Mack fan. I I mean, I'm rooting. I've been invested in this guy's career since the moment the Raiders drafted him. I love watching this guy play. I love watching great defensive players play. It's fun. They just get to impose their physical will. And... um, yeah, man, I I just I hope that can continue because they got a chance to have a really good defense when when Khalil plays like that. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, Full pouches. Okay, let's talk about something that I saw the other night. And uh, I I had an epiphany. And I don't have a television in my room. And the thought process on that was pretty simple. I was like, you know, separate TV from when I'm going to bed. Try to read. Try to improve the intellectual capacities up there. Problem is this company called Apple made these things called the iPads. And you can just, and they're huge now. And you can take them in your room, watch whatever you want to watch. So I find myself like, I'm going to go uh, hang out in my room. Boom, bring the iPad. And it's like, I can watch TV the same way. So it doesn't necessarily matter. And might have had an edible the other night. And I get into bed and I'm thinking, mine's racing. And I go, you know, I want what, what can I watch? And I'm like, you know what I'll watch? I'll just rewatch the Niner Eagle game. So I flip that on, NFL Game Pass. And I'm watching the game. And it hits me, both these teams have a ton of injuries. And there's just, I, I just kind of had this epiphany. And forever at least this year, and I think the last couple years, but definitely this year because there's been no OTAs, no training camp. Everyone's been saying all these injuries are because of the no preseason games. And I go, well, do teams even want their players to play in preseason? Sean McVay hasn't had any starter play in the preseason game in years. Most teams, like Aaron Rodgers, ain't playing in the preseason. So, like, I, I there might be a little something there if you want to give me the practices were, you know, shortened. I'll, I'll, I'll hear you. But I don't know if the training camp preseason was that phase. Now, 
If you want to tell me the OTAs and training on your own is not the same as training with your teammates in the spring, which gives you the base leading into training camp, I'll hear that. I, I, I would say, yeah, that makes some sense. But I'm watching this game and just watching the speed in which these backups are playing for both teams because the Niners and the Eagles, if you guys are fans of those teams and just follow the league, know those two teams have the market corner on injuries. They can get, I mean, the Niners have signed seven guys, maybe 10 guys to replace injured guys, and more than half of those guys are on injured reserve. The Eagles lose a starter every week. And I just went, you know, maybe we're overthinking this. I've been going to NFL practices, not counting this year because of Corona, for the past decade. And the one thing I've consistently noticed, and I've been around NFL players obviously working, but just when you go to practice as a member of the media, you get pretty close. And I've, you know, I've interviewed a bunch of guys, you know, through the podcast and through radio shows. So I've spent a lot of time up close and personal, you know, with just the, the Khalil Max, the Alden Smiths. Navarro Bowman's, I mean, just enormous human beings. And, and I, I, I created a theory the other night. Maybe guys are just bigger, faster, stronger. Maybe every time that we see the combine and a record is broken for the most guys running four fours, if you see the guy, how much these guys are weighing, maybe we've just never seen the speed in which the collisions are happening. Now, the, the head hunting, you know, knocked out shots across the middle are dying. Those have been, you know, regulated out of the game. They've been coached out of the game. But I thought all season long the collisions in the NFL are top-notch. We saw a huge one in the Bears game tonight when Fuller hit the dude coming out of the backfield. Crushed him. Destroyed him. Clean hit. Well, I would imagine both those guys running the 4-4s. And I I think the pace in which the, the game is spread out Big 12 style, but unlike the Big 12 the most physical best athletes are playing in the NFL. You know, you watch the Big 12, it's pretty soft. Think the SEC, but think the NFL times 10. The collisions are as big as ever because the guys have never been faster. There has never been as many guys in the league at 230, 240, 250 pounds that can run like this. When I am critical of Baker Mayfield, what am I always saying? He's the worst athlete at his position in the NFL, or one of them. I mean, Phillip Rivers is terrible, too. But th- there is not a defensive lineman in the NFL that can't outrun him. And I'm talking about guy. I'm not talking about the Khalil Max, right, or the Vaughn Miller types, or the Boses. I'm talking about nose tackles that run a 5-0 flat that are 335 pounds that can run relative to the rest of America faster than every human, every room they ever go in. Guys are freaks. The league, like the, the athletic specimens entering this league are only improving. Guys are only becoming bigger, stronger, faster. We see it every year. Not just at wide receiver and at corner. We've never seen this many fast linebackers in the NFL. There aren't any two-down middle linebackers anymore. Every guy's to spread it out, run around, make hits. Turn on Alabama this weekend. Dylan Moses, spread linebacker, can run, play sideline to sideline. It's like every team is trying to acquire... You know, obviously not this good, but a Patrick Willis type. Guys that can go sideline to sideline. Now, he's still an outlier, but guys like him and Keekley, every team now is looking for those guys, and those guys exist more and more because of the way the game is being played in college. 
And then when you get to the NFL, you can focus more on strength training, you can focus more on your diet, and you can get bigger. You already have the athletic freak in you because that's the type of guy that you were coming out of high school, you got recruited to, and that's the way you learn to play. So, listen, I'm not saying it's all this. There are a lot of factors, but I think we are underrating in 2020 and moving forward that injuries are just going to happen at a rapid amount because or a rapid rate because we've never seen the amount of athletes and speed in the NFL. And it's only going to become a faster sport. It's not like any front office goes into the draft process in 2021 like, looking to get slower. You know, anyone got any slow linebackers? We'd love a good slow safety. Anyone got a tight end that can't run? That's what I'm looking for. Just blocks. Those days are over. The game's changed. Think Big 12 mixed with the SEC and NFL players. And you got the NFL. And that's what it is. So I I think when we're thinking, asking ourselves, because every week, Stars players are going down. Starting players are going down. Pro Bowl level guys are going down. Maybe this is the NFL. Maybe human beings at you know six foot three, two hundred and forty five pounds, running four four flats, running into another human being that's six foot two, that's two hundred pounds, that runs a four three nine, aren't meant to happen. And the reality is, the more collisions you have of specimens at that size, injuries are inevitable. So maybe we need to start. You know, not overthinking this. Like, this is the reality of speed, of physicality. They've cut out the crazy hits, but there's still a lot of tackling going on. Uh, And this is just the NFL moving forward. While in bed on that uh, little edible, my mind was really racing. I mean, it it really gets me thinking at a a pretty high level. I'm, I'm watching the Eagles, watching the Niners. And one thing we've been talking a lot about, right, is Aaron Rodgers and however the Jordan Love draft pick has impacted his mindset, his focus, his, you know, his recommitment to working out, whether it's dumping Dana Patrick, all that stuff has really helped him focus on becoming the Aaron Rodgers that we're seeing right now that reminds us of the guy that won MVPs. But at the end of the day, it all started like the tipping point was the Jordan Love draft pick. And when you draft a quarterback really high for a quarterback, regardless what your status is, you know, in terms of Pro Bowls and stuff, your contract determines your status. And Aaron Rodgers was on a contract that they couldn't move off of for several years. But it does, I've never been in the situation, been a star quarterback under a $100 million contract and had them draft a quarterback at the end of the first round. But it has to kind of jolt you. Whoa! Well, but... I think we all understand with Aaron Rodgers, he's an older player. So there was an element of it. Well, you know, he's 36, 37 years old. Can he play forever? He's had some injuries in the past. It wasn't that crazy. I think the crazier move was taking Jalen Hurts in the second round for Carson Wentz. And I'm watching this game the other night in my bed in the iPad, and it hits me. I know Howie. And I wonder if they thought, let's draft a quarterback because there have been questions, whether it's true or not. This is I don't have any inside information. I don't even, this is just a theory. I, I haven't asked anyone with the Eagles if this was the mindset. I, this, this just came into my head. And I actually kind of believe it. I, no, I do believe it. Or I, or I do believe it's possible. Let me, let me put it that way. That maybe the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts to kind of wake Carson Wentz up. Like the play last year, toward the end of the season was good enough. But overall, it's just not good enough. And they're a cutthroat organization. Now, they're tied to him. They paid him a huge contract. 
and they're not going to trade him or cut him no matter what happens this season. But kind of like Carson, like there are no sacred cows in this league. Maybe Tom Brady, kind of, but even Belichick was drafting Jimmy Garoppolo years ago. Peyton Manning was cut. Aaron Rodgers, they just drafted Jordan Love. And he was just in the NFC Championship game. Like, maybe they did it to just inspire. Now, every move has different, you know, there are different outcomes. Like, for Aaron Rodgers, work perfectly. For Carson, you'd say the first three weeks have been a disaster, right? Through all those picks. But re-watching that game against the, the Niners... I felt like he somewhat started to get his mojo back. Still has a ways to go. But it hit me. Maybe the Eagles, what if they thought, let's draft a quarterback that will kind of like, okay, wake Carson up. Whatever that means. And I'm not saying he's not working hard. I'm not saying, but just like, hey, bro, this is the National Football League. Your play last year, given how much we're playing, paying you, is not fucking good enough. That is not acceptable. That ain't going to fly. And we're going to draft a quarterback to kind of wake you up. But the curveball is, I thought Jalen Hurts could be a running back. We'll draft a quarterback, and we'll say we're a quarterback factory, which historically under Andy Reid, they definitely were. Hell, they had they won a Super Bowl with their backup quarterback. They're not lying. But they also know if Carson just gets the train back on the tracks and becoming the star that we think and know that he has been before, we could always move this guy to another position. Or we could develop him, see if he's any good, if he's not. You know, if we can't trade him, we'll just move him to running back. So it gives them some options. We're not just stuck with a quarterback only. That's where when I see the Taysom Hill comparison, I just think they're thinking like, it'll wake Carson up, it'll help focus up, but it'll also give us another chess piece to play with. So it's not just like we're drafting a Josh Rosen type, and I'm just using him as an example, that can only play quarterback. Like their guy can play other stuff. Now, the way they're using him, I red flag it a little bit. But I would just put him in the backfield and hand him the ball or give him some reverses where he could throw it. But I do wonder if that was a motivational tactic, if there was part of that going, you know what, I think that Carson Wentz, this will help him just kind of wake up and get the Carson Wentz that we saw years ago and get these weird external you know, uh, stories that are floating out there about teammates hating him or whatever. And just know, bro, you're not some sacred cow around here. Despite what we paid you, like, we just drafted a quarterback in the second round. That was wild. I think we all went, whoa, wow, who, what? And maybe they had a purpose with that. They're one of the most successful organizations over the last two decades. They don't do th- random things. I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen how we operate. I, 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 I do, I really think that's the reason that they drafted him to motivate Carson Wentz or part of the drafting of him and also knowing that at the end of the day, the kid could play another position. Okay, since the Bill O'Brien firing happened earlier this week, there have been a lot of stories that have come out. And it reminds me of something, and I, I think we all can relate. When I think of a hothead, I think of someone playing golf who can't control their emotions and, and throws clubs and freaks out after everything. I, I would imagine any of you that play golf have a buddy that is just a complete hothead on the golf course. Now, I also think it's, I, I've worked in an office setting where everyone knows who the hothead is. The moment something goes wrong, they freak out, and they just have zero control of their emotions. And for whatever reason, those people can actually be really normal and really impressive, but if something sets them off for whatever reason, it's a wrap, and they become like this emotional tornado. I mean, at the end of the day, ideally, you want people that are pretty consistent 
And the most successful people I've been around in life can get angry. Like, it's it's a human, you know, it's it's natural to get pissed off. Like, that is normal when something goes wrong. Especially that if you're a coach about something, if you're a manager about something, where the expectations are set, it, it's normal to get mad. That's no matter who you are. Whether you're a pastor at a church or whether you're running a Fortune 500 company. Like, you can get mad. There are different ways maybe... You know, I would swear, some people would just scream, who knows? We all handle our anger a little different. But to me, a hothead is someone that, like, just wears you out. And I I would say if things are going perfectly, like if everyone's making money or the football team's winning games, you can tolerate a hothead. But the moment things turn south, no one wants to be around that guy. And clearly Bill O'Brien had turned into just the ultimate hothead. A guy who couldn't control his emotions. A guy who had just, at any moment, could have crazy outbreaks of screaming at everyone, pointing the finger at everyone but himself. Uh, And there were reports this week that him and J.J. Watt got into a very, very verbal confrontation. Which, let's face it, in the sport of football, like in probably in certain jobs, but football is, you know, a a unique job. It's, It's all men alpha males, there's screaming that goes on. That is not abnormal. Now, the way it was described in the report about J.J. Watt screaming and basically saying, you can't coach, your shit isn't working as as he's blasting back at J.J. Watt was pretty telling. Because when I think J.J. Watt, I kind of think the opposite of a hothead. I think of a guy that has it together, like the ultimate team guy. The guy, you know, really one of the stalwarts of the league from a character standpoint. And so when the report came out that J.J. Watt had had enough, that wasn't a good sign. And honestly, I'm sure we'll find out more as time goes on. Makes sense why he was fired. The moment you lose your best player, the heartbeat of your team, it's a wrap. Like, the owner, and I talked about it earlier this week, I'm, I'm a big believer in sunk costs. The moment you know what's the point of holding on, Like, so many people get divorced, they wanted to get divorced three years ago. So many people quit a job and they've been thinking about doing it for three years. It is hard, you know, to pull the trigger. And I I would imagine Cal McNair said it wasn't an easy decision, but I bet he'd been thinking about it a year ago. The problem was he gave him all that juice. His star players turned on him, and reports were the equipment staff, the doctors, everybody hated the guy. You know why? Because everyone eventually hates a hothead. They're just, they become assholes. They become people you don't want to spend any time around. So, Bill O'Brien, I talked about it last week. His resume, four playoffs in five years. Can you imagine all these head coaches that always get fired if they had that? If you go to the playoffs four times, look at Ron Rivera. Playoffs several times, immediately gets a head job. Immediately. Most of these guys that get second, these retread coaches like Pat Schirmer got a second job. Never won a damn thing. And it was fired in two years. Bill O'Brien, the coach, works. But Bill O'Brien, the person right now, needs to do some just self-evaluation. And listen, I, I I support getting mad. And I remember when he was on Hard Knocks, he swears a lot. No, I don't, that doesn't bother me. But when, when you can't get along with anyone, like that eventually, what does Colin Coward always used to say? That's a you problem? Like Bill O'Brien needs to do some self-reflection because he's too good of a coach to not be a head coach again. But if he's going to act like this, what general manager in their right mind is going to want to associate themselves with this guy? The players, like, clearly he's kind of red flagged in the league. Is like, is he getting along with anyone? And, you know, J.J. Watt tweeted a picture of, like, the, the dome open and you could see the sun. 
And it was pretty telling. Like, he ain't missing them. You know, and, and, and he was a guy under Bill O'Brien's watch where J.J. Watt became a superstar, became a Hall of Famer. And he's like, see ya. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. Not a good sign. You know, not not a good sign at all. And I, and I think when you are a hothead and you wear on guys, there has to be some sort of balance. And clearly with Bill O'Brien, he was obsessed with power, obsessed with being the guy that was just in charge of everything. And, and I always push back, why do you want to be in charge of the training room? Why do you want to be in charge of the doctor? That's not your expertise. It's a waste of your time. Worry about the football team. And you're not a very good evaluator. Just worry about coaching the team. Let someone else pick your players. Because you don't understand any value. You're spending a million dollars on $700,000 homes. You're going to go broke. And kind of right now, the Texans are broke. I had an agent tell me this week, I think Texans is a terrible job. They got two players under contract you want. The quarterback and the left tackle. Other than that, no, their salary cap's in shambles. Uh, their draft picks are non-existent because the Dolphins have them. Uh, their owner, from what I've heard, is, you know, I've said it earlier, I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, I, I, I've tried during Corona, the media is so negative, I, I hate being negative, but I'm just I'm just repeating what I heard. Not the sharpest tool in the shed, you know. Uh, I don't know if the Texans are just this, for for a team that that has a quarterback, I I, I just wonder if they're going to end up with a good coach. I, I, I would doubt it. And I would imagine they're going to go the complete opposite direction, try to get a nice guy, try to get more of a player's coach. Because usually, right, when you when you get a divorce, you look for the opposite. When you get rid of your coach, you you look for the opposite. You go from Pete Carroll, you go from Parcells to Pete Carroll to Belichick. You go from Jim Harbaugh to Tom Sula. You know, <laughs> this is usually how it works. Uh, but I don't know just their setup, if it's a good job at all. But, but Bill O'Brien... Uh, Yeah, he's just your prototypical hothead right now. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story 
in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's do a little three for the money. Now, let me remind you, I I got to hammer this home. If you want to listen to the podcast next week, subscribe to the three and out with John Middlecoff. It's own feed. If you have iTunes, it's on iTunes. You have Spotify, it's on Spotify. Just look for the specific three and out with me. It's John Middlecoff and subscribe to that podcast. Okay, three for the money. Before I pick three games a week, I'm eight and four. Got a little lucky because I I took, when I did this on Thursday, the Ravens line was 13. I ended up betting it at 14, and that didn't cover. But when I said it here, it was 13, and it covered. So last week, I had the Bills minus three, easy cover against the Raiders. Ravens minus 13, barely covered. It turns out Lamar Jackson might be hurt because they they put an RG3 with like four and a half minutes left. Lamar hasn't practiced all week. I, I don't have an update there. I've just seen he hasn't practiced. We don't know anything yet. Who knows? Maybe tweaked a knee or something. And then the Rams minus 13 last week laid an absolute egg against the Giants. Don't totally blame them, though. I mean, you, you, to me, you're allowed bad efforts against bad teams as long as you win. It's the NFL. You're not going to play a perfect game every week. If Your C game against terrible teams like the Giants and the Jets can win you games. You know, the Niners blew them out, but you don't get style points in the NFL. This isn't college football. You don't get ranked. Who cares? The Rams won. That's all that matters. So the Rams and Niners both played the Giants. Rams 
barely beat them. Niners blew them out, yet they both get a win. So it's, it's all that matters. Except if you bet on the Rams, which I did, and they screwed me. But I'm going to be honest. I'm 8-4, and four, so I'm good. If I just bet on my own picks, I'd be in great shape. The Rams, I'm going back to that well. Because I don't expect them to play bad two weeks in a row. And they're playing the Washington football team, who benched Dwayne Haskins, which the media hates. Listen, Ron Rivera has been coaching this league since I was like in junior high. And he doesn't like Dwayne Haskins. The Carolina Panthers did extensive research on quarterbacks two years ago when Cam was banged up. So to me, they have a good idea of what they thought about Dwayne Haskins. Then they've got to be around Dwayne Haskins virtually in the offseason at training camp and early in the game, and they can't stand him. Like, I'm sorry, you're allowed that. And Dwayne ain't good enough to not be can't stand it. So I I don't know what else to say but beside Ron and his OC don't like Dwayne. They, they kicked him to the third place, you know, or third string. Third place. He died to be third place. He's third string. Uh, the Rams, I think, actually are in third place. Maybe they're actually they're in second. But maybe I think technically on the on the uh, standings they're in third. But it's irrelevant. The, the, the Washington's not any good. But I just think Ron Rivera, who's going through chemotherapy right now, does not want to watch Dwayne Haskins play any more football. Now, I don't like Kyle Allen. Ron does for whatever reason, and that the OC does. I don't know why. I'm going to bet against him. At 7.5, I like the Rams to go to Washington. Now, the Rams have had a crazy travel. They played uh, they played the Bills, and they played the Eagles. Well, technically, they went Eagles-Bills, but between the Eagles and the Bills game, they flew back to L.A. Then they played the Giants and laid like a dud, and now they're flying back to Washington before next week playing the Niners. So their travel's been kind of crazy. I just think the Rams offensively are so loaded, are so potent. I can't see Washington scoring many points. I'm going back to the well. Rams, minus seven and a half. Sean McVay, Jared Goff, please. I, I keep betting on you. Stop letting me down. Uh, the Panthers. They're playing the Falcons this week. Here's what I know. Matt Rule is a good coach. He is. <laughs> I guess just There's no way around it. They gave him 70, 65, $70 million. I thought they were going to be terrible. I thought they had the, one of the worst rosters in the league. I was like, getting Teddy, what are you guys doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're just solid. Are they going to win nine games? No. Are they going to win six and just be a pain in people's sides all year long? Yes, they are. Why? Because this guy can coach. This guy, the irony is he is exactly what Bill O'Brien was coming out of Penn State like eight years ago or seven years ago or whatever it is now. Like Matt Rule is a culture builder because he's not calling the offense. He's not calling the defense. I, I don't even know what he does. You know, people like him and his team plays hard and they just beat the shit out of the Cardinals. Two weeks ago, they they shoved around the Chargers. That The score was close. I'll promise you I watched the game. It wasn't. Uh, Panthers might be good. Here's what else I know. Falcons stink. Uh, Matty Ice's arm is melted. It's Matty uh, no ice in the cup right now. It's just, it's just you know when your cocktail, your ice all melts, and you just have a cocktail with just like maybe a little floater of ice? That's what Matty Ice is right now. And I like Matty Ice. I, I've enjoyed watching his career, but I, it feels over. His arm strength the other night at Green Bay looked like a pea shooter. Uh, I, I just like the Panthers to go in there and beat him. Now, the other games on the slate I didn't feel great about. The Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are so freaking good, but I, I, I can't expect the Chiefs to even take the Raiders seriously. So if you told me that's kind of close, even though the games haven't been that close because it's a 12-point spread, tempted to take that. Carr's king of, like, touchdowns that don't matter late in game. I can see them being down, like, 20 
him throwing a late touchdown, them getting like a two-point conversion. It's a 12-point game, but it was never a 12-point game. I, I'm just not betting on that. I also think a lot's been going on with the Chiefs and the games, and they don't know when they're going to play. And, you know, I, I just don't see – I know Andy does, but the players, how seriously they take the Raiders, I wouldn't blame them. The Raiders are terrible. I'm going to go college. And there's some good college games this weekend. The Red River rivalry, though, Oklahoma's not good. Spencer Rattler stinks. Texas, I don't know if he's, you know, they're any good. Clearly, they just lost TCU. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia, interested to watch that. Jeremy Pruitt has Tennessee kind of good for the first time and it feels like 20 years. But to me, the game, and I've already put a little cash on my other podcast. Uh, we bet $250 every week on a game. Uh, I'm going Bama. And I think they've been the best team in the country so far. Just, you know, watch a little college football here and there. They got star players everywhere on offense. They have a good defense that kind of has got their mojo back. Nick Saban personally hates Lane Kiffin. Remember when he would not let him coach the national championship game? He said, pack your shit and leave. You're not allowed to be here. Lane's like, what? He's like, yeah, you got to go. You're not allowed here. Playing Ole Miss, who actually has a good offense. But I was at my mom's house watching Alabama last week against Texas A&M. Texas A&M is good. Texas A&M is a legitimate program. They destroyed them. Destroyed them. So, I like Alabama, minus 23. Now, there is a hurricane coming in. So, you know, I get a little nervous if it rains, field. But I think they're going to move it back, maybe avoid the rain. You guys in the south have a better feel for that. I don't even know if a hurricane even phases my thought process. I like Bama to win, uh, to win pretty big. Okay, let's do, we do this every week. The Middlecoff mailbag at John Middlecoff is, uh, is that thing we like to call the Instagram handle. And we will read your questions here. So it's people's show at John Middlecoff, Instagram, slide up in those DMs and, uh, and interact. It's nice seeing someone in the media that's pro-business and pro-NFL instead of the usual garbage we hear out there in the airways. I appreciate that. It's crazy that like being pro business on social media isn't cool. Like, I who the fuck are these people? Like, yeah, I, I root for my community to uh, to be able to open their businesses and and attempt to do to, to like live, you know, and, and just attempt to have their employees come in and do business. They, they'll follow the rules. I that that became controversial somehow. My state thinks it's like uh, the middle of April. We're still locked down. Stanford can't even practice in Santa Clara County. They have to go five minutes down the road to another county to practice. These arbitrary rules make no sense. People are just trying to live. It's October 8th. What are we doing? But I don't want to get worked up about Corona. Here's my question. See, I'm not a hothead. I'm not Billy O. When will people acknowledge that Kyle Shanahan is a flawed, borderline overrated head coach who abandons the run game too early or abandons it in bizarre times at games? For all the love his scheme gets, he constantly asks his quarterback to throw too much. He cost the Falcons the Super Bowl by not running the, the ball. He cost the 49ers Super Bowl the same way last year. If you check the, the data, the, the Niners had the least carries in a Super Bowl era for a team getting that many yards per carry. The, and then last night, so this is a couple of days ago, text, the Eagles uh, against the Eagles, when he asked his backup quarterback to throw the ball 45 times, games while only calling 20 run plays, this keeps happening under Shanahan. Will he ever correct this? Well, here's my take, and I'll go back to the Falcons. He's not the head coach. The head coach, it's on Dan Quinn to run the ball. Kyle Shanahan's job as the offensive coordinator is to score points. So, 
Now listen, I mean, we can nitpick that, but like that's on Dan Quinn. And as we see, he's a terrible, he's a garbage head coach. Nice guy, bald guy. I, not really. I don't like associating with that level of bald guy because I don't think he's. I mean, his time being a head coach is done. But uh, I don't put that necessarily on Kyle. The the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess he could. I'd have to go back and watch it again. I mean, I I can barely remember like three months ago, let alone uh, early February. I I didn't put that game necessarily on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I, I put it on the interior offensive line. They started getting worked. You know, I, I I just think Mahomes beat them. I mean, they were third and fifteen away from winning the Super Bowl, and Mahomes and Andy pulled out Wasp. Like I I think if you got Andy or Belichick on the line, and said what do you think of Kyle Shanahan? I think they ring sing his praises. Like I you know the Mullins game, I, I I'm with you, but he had just thrown for three hundred twenty yards. I, I I think it just turns out his quarterback just shit the bed, and against the Eagles. Their first and second string running backs are out. Jerick McKinnon is not that good of a player at this point. He can't run. So you're playing with backup running backs. What are you going to do? Just keep slamming them into the Eagles? Now, I, I guess the Eagles defensive line watching that game back the other night was, was fucking dominant. I mean, they have three or four guys. Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Barnett were just kicking the Niners' ass up front. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's just... It's a tough call. I I I think Kyle is fantastic. I I, I just do. Uh, could he improve on stuff for sure? You know, I I think he'll be fine. Given Mike McGlinchey's underwhelming performance, do you think it's a product of the lack of cohesion with the O line or just him not being a great player? With that being said, do you think the Niners will pick up his fifth year option since they have needs in the next few years at corner, interior O line, and the fact they spent such a high pick on him? I think it's a problem right now. Mike McGlinchey, I was texting with a buddy the other day. They drafted him ninth overall. He's like, God, McGlinchey looks awful this year. I'm like, yeah, he looks terrible. The problem in the NFL, when you use a really high pick on a position like a tackle or a corner, you you, you want the guy to be such a good player. You know, even if he's not going to become an all-pro or whatever, you just want him to be like a 10-year starter. And right now, McGlinchey is a liability for the, for the uh, 49ers. Because there are so many good pass rushers in the NFL that he can't block the really good pass rush right now. They're too quick. McGlinchey looks stiff. Part of being a good tackle is you got to be pretty athletic. If you're not really athletic, you have to be a great technician, right? Like to me, the best right tackle, healthy, is probably Lane, is Lane with the Eagles. Mitchell Schwartz with the Chiefs. They're different. You know, Lane's probably a much better athlete. Uh, Schwartz is just a great technician. And Lane is too, but Lane's probably... I mean, Lane was the number four overall pick in the draft for a reason. But Mitchell's just really smart. Uh, you know, he's not going to be as athletic as these guys, but he can just use his body. He, he just a, he's just a, a very, very smart player. And I think McGlinchey, in theory, should be a really smart player, but sometimes he gets overextended. He's in bad positions. I, I don't know what's going on. Pick up the fifth-year option. I mean, based on the first four games of the season, you'd say no, no way. But, I don't know, long season, we'll see. I mean, Kyle Shanahan loves him. He was team captain, but he's not playing very good. Uh, I recall this offseason, you said in an earlier podcast that you'd be doing a ranking of the power four teams in each conference. Don't think I've heard that pod during the season yet. Is that still a go? Yeah, let's do that after this weekend. I'll, I'll think about doing that next week. Top four teams, each conference, after they've all played five games. Let's do that. I, th- I think it's clear who the number one team is overall, though. Win or lose. 
The Kansas City Chiefs. A long question. Three-year listener, love the pod and your work. Fair to say Baker's career accomplishments have been underappreciated thus far in his career. Not saying he's elite by any means, but I feel like many overlook the shit storm he's endured since entering the league. Drafted at the time by the worst, most dysfunctional franchise in sports. True. Began his... Uh, began with two of the worst NFL head coaches in modern history in Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens. True. Is on his fourth head coach and third OC in a short career. Despite this, he's already channeled as an indie Andy Dufresne and crawled to a top 11 QBR in the NFL today. That's where I punt the brakes a little bit. Further, his career stats uh, led the 2018 quarterback class in all major categories. Baker still needs to improve, but the tape shows a playmaker, making some big-time throws this year and obvious tough passing situations pretty consistently. Fair to say he's been undervalued a little bit this year and how under the radar Stefanski's been. Dude can tile it up. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I think Baker looks like what he's what he's been playing like, a game manager. And there's nothing wrong with that statement. Like, the Cleveland Browns will go to the playoffs if he is a game manager. Throw for 180 to 220 yards a game, throw a couple touchdowns, and hand the ball off. Play action. Like, that's, to me, what's what Baker Mayfield is. What Kirk Cousin was the last couple years with Minnesota. Put up good stats. Didn't have to do that much. Uh, can't make something out of nothing because he he's not a good enough athlete. But he plays within the system. They run the ball down your throat, and you're going to win. And there's nothing wrong with that. Is he, like, uh, in that draft class, like, he can't hold Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson's jock. Like, he's not even in their realm as a talent. He, I would put him above Bake, uh, Darnold right now, but it's like, I don't even know what to judge Darnold. Obviously, Rosen sucks. But Baker is just playing within himself, and that's all you can ask right now. I, I just, I think you just need to get some stability. I give Stefanski a lot of credit. He's doing a good job. He really is. I think Stefanski's doing an excellent job. Big fan of the pod. My question is, Bill O'Brien out for the Texans. Who could you see being the next head coach that could take the team to the next level? Give Deshaun a fighting chance against guys like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Uh, what do you think the Texans will end up this season? I don't think they're going to be very good. I mean, I, I w- if I had to guess right now, they're 0-4. I, I'd go 5-11. I mean, the Colts are good. The Titans are good. I, I just think, you know, maybe they'll beat the Jags twice, but they couldn't beat the Vikings, and the Vikings are going five or six games. Uh, I, I would say a guy that makes some sense is... Uh, would be Eric Bieniemy. I'd look at the offensive guys. Eric Bieniemy, Arthur Smith with the Titans, Arthur Smith with the Titans, Brian Dable with the Bills. I, I'd look at those guys. Maybe if one of those three guys is interested, come coach a quarterback. I mean, that's. I saw Hal McNair said that he's going to hire a general manager first, and that guy's going to hire the coach. So we'll see. Love the content three now. I I love this week's content on Billy O'Brien. But as a Dallas fan, you were saying you like Wentz over Watson. I don't know about that one, my man. Watson does a lot with terrible O-lines. Both him and Wentz have a lot of the same issues with weapons and such. So I think Watson excels with a lot less than Wentz. Well, Watson's had dramatically better skill guys the last couple years. I mean, he's had Hopkins. Wentz has had nobody. I mean, Wentz has a couple tight ends that always get hurt. I mean, Hopkins, the last two years have been, I think he's averaged like 107 catches. So this year, they both have been bad. I would just take the more talented guy. If all things are equal, if they're independent of each other, yeah, Watson has played better than Carson Wentz. I'm not. I'm not saying that Wentz has played better than Watson. I'm just saying if all things are equal, and I get just to build my own team, I would take Carson Wentz. 
And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is the wrong pick. I would just take Carson Wentz. And again, I, I'm not, unlike like uh, some people that are just like hell-bent on holding on to a player once they have an opinion, I'm open to, to pivot off that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm still holding out hope, but I, I, I'll be the first to admit that may be a wrong take. That may age poorly. And if it does, I'll, I'll pivot. But I, I'm not getting rid of... Uh, I'm not getting rid of that. Well, let's just end it on that. Appreciate it. Again, 3 and Out Podcast. Go subscribe. Go subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for shooting me your DMs. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We got a good Saturday. You know, I, let's, a little bit of an average Sunday. Um, Sunday night... I don't, I don't even know who's playing Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football, Saints, Chargers, I know that. Let's see who's playing the Sunday Night game. Vikings, Seattle. Yeah, that's... Not gonna lie, it doesn't do that much for me. Uh, again, appreciate it. Adios, Godspeed. See you guys next week. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust Resistant.